0: Listen to more conversations about work, both hot takes and thoughtful takes, with me, Carl Javier, and Jackie Caniza on The Imaginable Workplace. Check it out on Spotify and wherever else you listen to podcasts.
2: Hi, I'm Franco Luna Puma Podcast. You're listening to Takataka News. Balitang thinking, hindi breaking. In this episode...
1: In the center of the room, under the red lanterns, were placed four round tables, systematically arranged to form a square. Little wooden stools, equally round, served as seats.
2: We take you inside a dilapidated Binondo Panciteria that dates back to the Spanish era.
1: In the middle of each table, according to the practice of the establishments, were arranged four small colored plates, with four pies on each one, and four cups of tea, with the accompanying dishes, all of red porcelain. Before each seat was a bottle and two glittering wine glasses.
2: What you heard was an excerpt from Jose Rizal's El Filibusterismo. Our national hero was actually writing about a restaurant known at the time as the Panciteria Makanista de Buen Gusto. Good afternoon. It is 1.28pm. I'm sitting here in the Plaza San Lorenzo in front of the Binonda Church. Across from the San Fernando Bridge, I am waiting for Stephen Pomorada of the Heritage Collective. In a bit we're gonna walk through the Panciteria Makanista de Buen Gusto. As usual now, this area of Manila is quite chaotic. The trek getting here from Recto Station was took quite a while. Stephen John Pamorada co-owns a heritage concept store based in Escolta, Manila. The Pancitere Macanista sits right across the iconic Binonda Church, and anyone going to the San Nicolás district in Manila is sure to pass by the store. Or what's left of it. You can't miss it. It's a dark, crumbling wooden house sandwiched between two modern commercial buildings to the right of the San Fernando Bridge. Here's Stephen.
0: The structure dates back to the 1880s. Um, there was uh, additional research that it used to be owned by a certain Severino Alberto. We don't know much about Severino Alberto because there's information wherever you go. With the surname Alberto, um, we know that somehow that Alberto has in the relation to Jose Rizal as well Lolo, cause ni ni mother ni Rizal, si Doña Doña Tidor Alonso, isan Alberto. Kung, if we're gonna connect all these things together, it's as if. Ni kasi gur um, na the Rizal, cause related nishadin sa bahay na yon. I mean, mi related si doon.
2: As we mentioned, Rizal even name-dropped it in *El filibusterismo*. Yes, the same novel that sparked the revolution and altered the course of Philippine history. The pansit was where 14 students met to eat pansit while mocking the Spanish friars in chapter 25. The story goes
0: If you've read the novel, it talks about um, a group of students um, who rented out the whole place. ano parang mock celebration. Mock celebration, because they were lobbying to open a Spanish language school. It's just that then um, sa part ng arrangement uh, with the authorities. Parang they were only given very minimal um, powers to operate that.
2: Just imagine a young Rizal could have stopped by for pancit there after class at the nearby Ateneo de Municipal in Intramuros.
0: So ginawa nila, na natin yung buong tira, de But just out of a sarcastic way to save to everyone, that yeah, we're celebrating the the permission to open Spanish school. So, parang yun yung cuento, na parang insight doon, is as if the house served as a venue, parang marinigdila, marinigdang y- marinig ng bahay, as a silent witness, yung mga hinaing nila, yung sarcastic celebration nila, yung again frustration nila sa government.
2: It isn't just historical value it brings, but also aesthetic. The structure is the only one of its kind left from the Spanish colonial period in the 1800s. Listen to how Stephen explained it during our tour.
0: So in terms of its architectural significance, of course we all know of these kinds of architecture as the para Spanish-style um, Filipino houses. But in this case, uh, this one is three stories high. Uh, right. Typically when we see ancestral houses that are similar to this kind of form, um, it's usually two stories high lang. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of rarity, rarity, there's actually the only one remaining the three stories high mm-hmm. structure dating back to the Spanish colonial period in this side of Manila.
2: Even the San Fernando Bridge fronting the Pansiteria is linked to Rizal.
0: What of Rizal's friends, si Hig- Higino Francisco, um, sa kanya binigay ni Rizal yung original manuscript ng Noli Metanger, eh. mm-hmm. And then, parang because of the the raiding of the Spaniards or the, the authorities during that time. Simpre, yung mismong manuscript is very anatalaga, para subversive, so to speak. Which is why, parang tinago ni Hino Francisco elsewhere yung manuscript, some uh, one part uh, on, on the roof of his own house, and then eventually there's this shop ni Hino Francisco along the street, San Fernando. Tinago niya din do, Pero, Para to secure talaga, na takaot out of out of fear na makuhaw yung uh, nolimitangre. Did you know what he did? What? what did Ilegay niya sa ilalim ng bridge nato.
1: Oh Kinagyan wow! Niya,
0: desperately, Ilegay niya mm-hmm. sa ilalim. Parang according to the accounts, parang he risked his life to really desperately hide it right under this bridge. I don't know.
2: We're pausing for a quick break now. When we return, the struggle to keep the pancitaria alive.
3: Teka before we continue, singit lang ako. Hi, I'm Kat Ventura, the executive producer of Teka Teka News. If you like learning about the lives of changemakers, I think you love another podcast we at Mua Podcast have produced, and which I host. The podcast is called Kasama sa Pagbabago, where we talk to 20 or 30-something-year-olds who are making significant changes in society. A new episode comes out every other Friday. Have a listen. Hi fam! Jose Rizal once said, Ang kabataan, ang pag-asa ng bayan. Pero sino nga ba itong mga youth changemakers from our generation? Are you G to hear their stories? Ano kaya ang naging inspirasyon nila para magsimula ng pagbabago sa community nila? What challenges did they have to overcome? And what did they learn in the process?
0: Realize namin na hindi naman pala natin kailangan maging sikat for us to become part of the community of change makers.
3: Kahit saan man we bitbit sana talaga dapat
0: natin yung mga karanasan para mas We mabuting tao. Maging servant
3: leaders tayo. And yung change na pinapangarap natin ng para sa mga kapwa natin Pilipino at sa buong Pilipinas, eh dapat na magsimula sa inyo. Mas makikilala pa natin sila dito sa Kasama sa Pagbabago, isang podcast kung saan inaalam natin kung ano-ano ang mga pagbabagong sinisimulan ng mga kabataan sa kanika nilang komunidad and why they believe that the youth is truly the hope of our nation. Ang Kasama sa Pagbabago ay isang podcast ng Youth Leadership for Democracy o YouthLed, a project of the Asia Foundation and the United States Agency for International Development, powered by Pungwa Podcast. So stay tuned, fam! A new episode drops every other Friday. follow kasama sa Pagbabago on spotify or wherever you get your podcasts now back to the episode <music>
2: Selecto Terminal Station. O parating na
0: Selecto Terminal Station. Selecto Station, last station
2: for mga bababa. Selecto Station, last station na po us take po natin mga perosada ngayon. Let's po natin. Yeah, so ito na nga. I'm standing on the. Ano to? San Fernando Bridge, you no? San Fernando Bridge. On the on the way to the San Nicolas Bridge. Across from the structure. Um, I guess earlier I should have said we're visiting what remains. Of the Pansiteria Makanista de Buen Gusto. Because, um, yeah, what I see before me is it's really um, far from its glory days. It's really not the same structure it was. Uh, it's an old, dilapidated, three story wooden house. Um, it's, it's seen better days. Pansiteria Makanista is proof of Binondo's importance in Philippine history. But sadly, it's been left to rot. Today, the building is barricaded with planks and sheet metal. As in most urban areas in the capital city, graffiti adorns the outer walls of the panciteria. An abandoned sign up front indicates there was once a Xerox shop for students downstairs. It's almost like it's just being held up by the two concrete buildings next to it. I asked Stephen, do locals know about the building's
0: history? For sure no. For sure, for sure no. no. You, you need to param. Ano yan? Emphasize na, alam niyo bang importante yung nasarapan ng building nyo? Like for example, there's usually an assigned security guard on this bridge. Again, mali, at least mga 1980s onwards may Xerox copy machine. So hindi ko siya masyad, masyadong nakapansin noon kasi nga dati wala akong interest about history. I think in the past, meron pang sari-sari store here and all ah, that. Parang yung mga last time na may nakita akong talaga nagka-occupied nito.
2: According to a report by the Philippine Star, caretakers even put up a gate at one point to keep away drug users who snuck into the abandoned house to smoke pot.
0: Siguro in terms of yung building official knowing that this is a, an abandoned building, dapat hindi that. Eh. May mga rules sa building code natin. Na pagganay yung isura dapat. The owner that they need to upkeep the maintenance of the frontage. Actually, you're we, not yet talking about the historical or heritage aspect of it. You're just talking about safety.
2: Under the law, heritage agencies like the National Museum of the Philippines have the power to designate heritage sites as national cultural treasures, which lets them buy the property and reject any developments on those lots. Local governments can also sign ordinances giving the private owners of heritage sites tax incentives. The biggest problem for the Panciteria is this. Its owners also intend to demolish it later on. It's not been officially declared a cultural treasure. It's only designated as a presumed important cultural property under the National Cultural Heritage Act. But the building doesn't have long before it could potentially collapse.
0: So what happens next? What's next for the panciteria mechanista? We just need to keep an eye on this and then for the government to actually start their action if you want to buy this out, do buy it out and at the same time restore it. So I think uh, I will follow up with them perhaps in the future.
2: And the bigger issue is how heritage buildings in general are being handled. We also passed by four of them in the San Nicolas district, and a few of them did not have any markers of any sort acknowledging their historical significance. The birthplace of General Antonio Luna is also in the San Nicolas district, and that has a marker at least. The final resting place of Rizal's mother is there too, and it has not one but two markers.
0: Lagging tahimit lang ma heritage agencies as if, um, parang like, there's, for lack of better term, sitting pretty in what they're doing, pero in fact, they have powers to, parang. Like, to be unleashed, i have many dreams on what can be done on that building like but but perhaps as a start parang at least w- whether it's the national or the local government agencies would uh, would take take the lead at least madla makabitan siya ng marker parang there's a plaque installed on the on the front part of that building like, talking about the history of the of the structure at least yun kasi lagi yung indicator na heritage structure na siya nakabitan na siya ng ganon
2: The fate of the Pansitaria Makanista de Buen Gusto has real implications for the remaining heritage structures in Manila. And as Stephen points out, to destroy this part of our history would be a real tragedy.
0: This is already a structure related to Rizal, no less than Rizal, na parang national hero na If that's something na idi demolish pa. In the city of Manila, maraming pang ibang lesser-known heritage houses that are being demolished. In fact, as we speak, may are demolished and we're working on, the, we're working on parang saving that structure. Pag ito pa lang, hindi Parang it really says something.
2: And that was today's episode of Teca News. Again, I'm Franco Luna. This episode was edited by Pidoy Blanco and produced by Kat Ventura. If you like this episode, share it with a friend or two. And of course, don't forget to follow Takataka Taka News and Puma Podcast on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. Thanks for listening.
3: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.